We now continue with more of The Mark Milton Show with The Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. All right, you're listening to The Mark Milton Show with The Smash, little Bruce, Bruce Springsteen, sorry, born to run. Uh, if you got IRS problems, you're probably feeling like you need to be on the run. Um, but we're going to talk about in this next segment, some options you have to give yourself some peace of mind to go about resolving your tax debt, uh, and try to get a clean slate going forward. This is the Mark Milton show with the smash broadcasting from the Miller furniture studios and presented by STL tax lawyer. Remember the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. One of the questions I get a lot is, you know, Hey, I've got a tax, you know, I know my taxes are due. I had a big year. Maybe I had some 1099 income or I had some big retirement distributions that I had to take, you know, with COVID people maybe taking early, early dips out of their retirement. And they say, you know, I can't afford to pay what, what I owe. Um, so I think I'm better off just not filing my tax return. Wow. That's insane. I mean, what are the penalties if you just decide not to file? Well, see, that's the thing, Dave. So a lot of people think, well, if I can't afford to pay, I just won't file. And therefore, you know, I'll delay collection and things like that. Well, the problem with that approach is uh, you not only will be subjected to failure to pay penalties, but there's also failure to file penalties, which can be as much as 25% of the amount you owe on top of what can get to be about in total. Uh, the combined failure to pay and the failure to file can combine to almost 50% of the underlying tax liability. But again, the failure to file by itself can be 25%. And so my advice to people is always, always, always file your tax return on time. This does a couple of things. One, it eliminates the failure to file penalty. And two, it starts the statute of limitations on collection. If you never file, then theoretically the IRS could always come back later, assess the taxes that you owe and collect for an indefinite period of time on, on the balance. If you file, that starts a 10-year clock for the IRS to collect it. Now, there are exceptions to that, um, which we can talk about. But basically, uh, in general, the IRS has 10 years from the date of assessment to collect taxes from you administratively. Uh, if they're not able to do it within 10 years, sometimes they can refer the case to the Department of Justice uh, to reduce the assessment to judgment, which is something I used to handle when I was a trial attorney for the Department of Justice. We would have cases where, and these were usually cases where the taxpayer was engaging in some kind of shenanigans, hiding assets, uh, transferring property to, to loved ones or, or uh, uh, alter egos nominees. And basically, we would seek to reduce the assessment to judgment. And then we would typically also uh, pursue foreclosure on some property that either belonged to the taxpayer or was held by the taxpayer's alter ego nominee. But generally speaking, 10 years to collect. Now, what does that 10 years look like? Well, generally, let's say you file a tax return and it says you owe $50,000 and you can't afford to pay it. Your options are many, okay? First, you could set up a payment plan. Um, you could agree to pay that over time. Right now, the IRS will allow you to pay your tax debt over 72 months. So basically, you divide the tax debt by 72. You fill out what's called a 433D, or you can do it online. There's an internet installment agreement option, assuming you qualify where you basically divide your debt by 72, that's your monthly payment. You'll make that monthly payment until the balance is paid in full. Now, with those payments, is there any interest or any fees tacked onto that? Yes, there's always going to be interest that accrues, statutory additions that accrue 
until the balance is paid in full. So let's say you owe that 50 grand and you divide the 50 grand by 72 to come up with your proposed payment. Um, that amount over time, the 72 payments of let's say $700 is probably not going to cover it with interest. So that's why, but you will be locked into a $700 a month payment that you'll continue to pay until all interest is paid. Now I will say the interest, um, is not as bad as most people think it's based on the current, you know, treasury rates, which right now, you know, interest rates are very low. Um, but again, the penalties are where you'll get, you'll get nailed is the 25% failure to pay. Um, and that's, you know, that does cap out at some point, but you're still going to have interest on top of that. Um, another thing to consider, maybe you did it. Maybe this is a one-off. Maybe this is the first time that you've owed taxes, um, and you couldn't afford to pay it. Well, the IRS has a program. It's called the first time abatement program. And if you can show that you had for three prior years, always filed your taxes on time and always paid on time, they will forgive penalties one time. That's what they call it. First time abatement. <clears throat> so you can contact the IRS and they will abate the failure to pay penalty, failure to file penalty, uh, one time for you. So that's another option. That's uh, another option would be an offering compromise. So that's what you hear about. You know, you see it on TV, you hear about it on the radio. Um, where people say, oh, like I contacted XYZ, they settled my tax debt for pennies on the dollar. Um, it's really not that simple, but there is a process by which you can apply to have your IRS debt basically forgiven up to a certain amount. And, and what that means is you're offering a certain lump sum amount of money to compromise the remainder of your liability. So let's say you owe 50 grand, you really aren't making much income, you have no assets, there's really nothing for the IRS to collect from in the near future. But let's say you have, you know, $20,000 sitting in a retirement account. Well, the IRS would consider an offering compromise for you to liquidate that retirement account. So you might net, you know, after paying taxes and early, early withdrawal penalties, you know, you might net 15 grand out of that account, but you use that money to offer the IRS to settle your 50 grand in debt. Um, it's a very detailed process. There's a lengthy application that has to be completed. I obviously want to be 100% truthful and in disclosing all of your assets, all of your income. Um, but there is a mechanism by which you can settle your tax debt for less than what you owe. But generally, if you've got significant equity in your house, if you're making money, um, you know, significant money beyond what the IRS will allow you for your uh, living expenses, um, then your pa a payment plan is probably going to be your best option. Now, obviously, it's a worst case scenario where you have to set something up with the IRS. So let's say I just want to avoid it. What are some easy ways I can maximize my deductions, maybe some deductions that I may not know about that are right out there for the taking? Well, you know, for individuals, um, you know, who are not self-employed, who are not, you know, business owners, the amount of deductions available to them has really been reduced uh, since the uh, new tax law at the end of 2017. Um, if you're getting a W-2 and um, your taxes are being withheld from your pay, um, your employer reimburses you for all of your expenses, or they should um, for any business expenses, um, the only way to really deduct anything would be on the Schedule A. And the Schedule A is where you itemize deductions. Now, with again, with the new tax law, they've increased the standard deduction dramatically. So that's now over $24,000, whereas it used to be about $12,000 for, for married married couples and so your itemized or itemized deductions have to be pretty, pretty significant to make a difference. And those are things like medical expenses, which are also subject to 
uh, minimums. So not every dollar of your medical expenses is deductible. It has to be a very significant amount of medical expenses to even begin to matter. Um, home, in- home interest, uh, mortgage interest is still deductible. State and local property taxes, state and local income taxes, or even sales taxes for that matter, are deductible, but they're capped at $10,000 now. It used to be these high income tax states like New York, California, Illinois, you know, their, their, their citizens would get to write off a huge chunk of their state income taxes that they paid. And now that's capped at 10 grand. So it's made a big difference. Um, things you can do beyond just deductions though. Um, here are a couple options. One, I, you know, if you want to save taxes right now, you know, making sure you're fully funding your, your 401k plan at work, uh, traditional IRAs, um, are good options. I'm of the mindset that if you can put money in a Roth IRA right now, there's there's no better time to do that because I've said it many times on the show that tax rates will will never be lower than they are now. And so it's a really good idea to take advantage of a Roth IRA, which allows your money to grow tax-free. You don't get a deduction now, right? So it's post-tax money. But the money you put into a Roth IRA grows tax-free. Um, and then when you take it out of retirement, you take it out tax-free versus 401k and your traditional IRAs, those are tax deferred accounts. So when you put money into those, you're getting a write-off now, or you're getting, you know, a reduction in your taxable income. But when you take those amounts out at retirement, you're going to get taxed at whatever your ordinary income tax rate is. So if you're under the mindset, like I am, that our nation's debt cannot continue to balloon the way it has, that eventually tax rates are going to increase, especially now with the, you know, democratic control of the, the White House and both houses of Congress, you know, now is probably a really good time to go ahead and pay tax now on your income and and shelter it away in a Roth IRA, a Roth IRA um, until retirement. And going back on something, you know, how what other, what other things can I do? One thing I always tell people is if you've got a lot of consumer debt, you know, credit cards, uh, other, you know, personal loans, things like that, but you have significant equity in your house, it's a really good idea to consider a, a cash out refinance, refinancing your home. Number one, because interest rates are really low right now. And number two, those credit card payments, those personal loan interest payments, those aren't deductible, but mortgage interest is. So if there's a way that you can consolidate your debt through a mortgage uh, refinance, it's a really good idea. And fortunately, we have a sponsor, Andy Newbold with First Bank, who does just that sort of thing. He does... Um, mortgage refinances for people. And we hope you'll give him a shot at your business. And he can, he can give you the details on, on what it takes to qualify for a, a cash out refinance. But right now is a really great time to consider that because like I said, not only can you save on taxes by, you know, paying off mortgage interest as opposed to credit card interest, but you can also probably reduce your mortgage interest payments. Like my wife and I did several months ago when we refinanced and got a much lower interest rate because of where things are right now. So definitely, um, if you're in the, if you're in the market for a home refinance, I encourage you to check out Andy Newbold with first banks. You can call Andy anytime on his cell phone and, uh, you can also email him. His cell phone number is 314-660-2223. Uh, he has a Facebook page, Andy Newbold, and you can check him out on Facebook. Uh, you can also email him at andy.newbold at firstbanks.com. And uh, just dropping a sponsor there was pretty savvy, wasn't it? Dave? Oh, you're an absolute broadcast professional. <laughs> Smash is going to hear this segment. He's getting a little rest right now, but he's going to hear this segment. He is going to be so proud of you, he won't believe it. No, he won't. And another thing you can do as a business owner is go out to eat with the new uh, tax law 
changes that they made uh, under the Trump administration uh, as part of COVID relief, you can now deduct 100% of business meals. So what does that mean, Dave? Rosalitas. I could go for some great maybe fajitas, quesadillas, and wash it down with a nice cold margarita or two. Absolutely. Take, Take someone, take a client, take a business colleague, talk some business. Right off the, the 100% of the meal as a business expense now that we've uh, got the ability to do that. And you can find out more about Rosalita's at rosalitascantina.com. Uh, Smash loves the fajitas. I love the quesadillas. Chips and salsa are the best in town. Margaritas, salt on the rim. Can't get enough. I think Rosalita's is the best Mexican around, hands down. You're making me both hungry and thirsty know, right now. I know. I'm gonna, it's too I'm early in the head, morning for that. I might have to head out of here after this and uh, pick up a little Rosalita's. But, uh, yeah, so those are some things you can do to save on your taxes um, and save money, frankly, like with the mortgage refinance. If you're able to to cut your mortgage interest payment but also pay off some of that high-interest debt, um, you know, you're really going to be setting yourself up nicely. Now, you mentioned as far as income when it comes to having a W-2, but during this time of COVID, a lot of people are piecing jobs together, you know, maybe furloughed, maybe laid off. So maybe you are taking a lot of 1099 work. When you're doing a lot of contract 1099 work where the taxes aren't being withheld, what are some tips you may have for that to maximize your refund or deductions for that matter? Yeah, so this is definitely um, an issue for a lot of people right now. Um, you know, the gig economy, you know, people are doing Uber, doing um, the DoorDash. A lot of people are doing that, try to earn money, and they're getting 1099s for maybe the first time in their life. Um, and with 1099s, you know, you're basically self-employed at that point. And so as a self-employed person, you're on your own to pay self-employment taxes um, and to withhold uh, or pay estimated taxes for your, your personal income tax. So um, making payments quarterly. So if you, if you think about, hey, I'm making, let's say, 10000 a quarter, you know, you want to be thinking, okay, what's my tax rate if I'm going to be making uh, 80000 a year gross? And so you might want to every quarter put away let's say 20% to the feds and 5% to the state of Missouri. If you're working in Missouri, um, a lot of people don't do that. And that's what leads to a lot of people having tax problems is, um, you know, I've worked with, I've worked with realtors. I've worked with, uh, you know, financial advisors. I've worked with, um, you know, uh, commercial real estate agents. I mean, people who get 1099 income, whether it be from commissions or, or whatever, you know, it can be pretty appealing to get that big check or to get that money and use it for living expenses or use it use it to, to pay down other debts, all the while you're accruing uh, tax liabilities. And so the best thing to do is really get in the habit of um, making quarterly estimated payments. And so um, those are due. Uh, they're, it's kind of weird. They're not actually on a quarterly basis. It's, a, it's actually um, April 15th is when your first quarter is due. June 15th is when Technically, the second quarter is due, even though that's not as long of a period. September 15th and then um, uh, January 15th is when the last quarter of of, uh, the current tax year is due. So you definitely want to make sure you're, you know, mindful of the fact that you're going to owe taxes on the money that you're receiving as 1099 income because you're not having anything withheld. And I've always said, I think if people, if everyone was 1099 and had to make their payments on their own, first of all, our, our tax system would collapse because we rely so heavily on employers withholding taxes from their people because a lot of people would just wouldn't have the wherewithal to think, oh, I got to make estimated tax payments and people would fall behind and it would be a, a real nightmare. Um, but it, it, it becomes more real, I think, when you're self-employed or 1099, when you actually have to make payments, right? 
to the IRS oh, absolutely. versus it just being withheld from your pay and you kind of never really think about it. It's just you kind of look at your net take home. You don't think about all the taxes you're paying throughout the year. Oh, it can be very tricky. And the other thing to keep in mind, too, is unemployment, because a lot of people, whether they were furloughed, laid off, got the unemployment, especially when the feds were kicking in six hundred dollars a week for a while. And I know the state of Missouri does offer an option where you can take 10 percent out to be withheld for taxes. But how many people are starting to run into problems where maybe you needed the money, maybe you just weren't thinking and lo and behold, it's tax time and it may not have been income. You may not be able to stash it in the IRA, but Uncle Sam's sure going to come for his share. Well, right. And that's something I think we're going to see a lot of. So tax season is, is just getting underway. Um, the IRS actually isn't accepting returns until I think February 12th is when e-filing starts. So um, we're starting to get our clients information in and um, uh, you know, those who had unemployment income, yeah, very rarely do they have taxes withheld on that. And so they're going to have a surprise when they are probably going to owe some tax because, because they did receive what's essentially income to them. Um, so it's going to be a real issue, I think, for a lot of people who got unemployment benefits, not realizing, um, they owe taxes on it. Another thing I would just say about 1099 income, it also presents an opportunity for people because as a 1099 worker, you have you would generally complete a Schedule C on your tax return, and that Schedule C versus being a W two employee still allows you the ability to deduct a lot of business expenses. So, as a as a, a gig worker, if you're driving Uber, or doing Uber, you know DoorDash, I mean you're able to deduct mileage. You could actually take in lieu of mileage, you could do actual vehicle expenses. Um, you could deduct the cost of a phone if you buy a phone just to use as a as a driver to you know get you around town and use the apps. So. That's one thing I will say. One of the advantages of being 1099 versus W-2 is you do have the ability to deduct a lot more in the way of business expenses, um, home office. If you've got a space that you use for your home office, um, that that could be deductible. Um, so there is some opportunity there. And you also, I mean, the self-employment tax is something you'll owe in addition to your, um, your ordinary income tax, but you also get a deduction for half of what you pay for self-employment tax. So it's kind of a weird dynamic but that's something to keep in mind and obviously any any tax preparer uh worth the worth their grain of salt is going to know uh how to handle that and be able to advise you on what potential deductions you may qualify for that's a lot of info so i'm just going to keep it really simple stltaxlawyer.com because <laughs> you know maybe you're tuning in late and all our shows are archived both 590thefan.com you can also get it stltaxlawyer.com as well as wherever you subscribe to podcasts as well so plenty of ways you can listen to the mark milton show but in case you missed something or maybe your situation is a little complicated heck i might be giving you a call after the show because i might have a couple questions <laughs> there, you go. there you go well we always welcome welcome the calls and uh, you know, we do handle tax resolution work for people but we also you know pride ourselves in helping everyday everyday people uh navigate our ever increasingly complex tax system um, it's not going to get easier. Um, even this year, you know, you had the, the stimulus payments. Uh, that's something that has to be reported now on tax returns because the fact that it was it was structured as a refundable tax credit. So the fun never ends. I feel like the last four years, I mean, we've had so many changes in the tax code, and now you hear Congress and the White House gearing up to to do more to change it yet again. And so uh, it's it can be frustrating, but it's also um, you know an opportunity for us to help people. Uh, with their tax situation. So we appreciate everyone listening to the Mark Milton show with the smash. Looking forward to having smash back in the studio next week after his uh, battle with COVID. He's, he sounds great. I'm glad to hear he's doing well. 
Um, family's doing well for on my end. Um, very grateful. Uh, our son Webb was able to get out of the hospital. Just want to give a shout out to all the folks at Mercy uh, who took such great care of him. Um, unbelievable. The NICU there, just just phenomenal people. Just so grateful for everything we got there. So now the real big question. Are you getting any sleep right now? Uh, actually, my wife is pretty much doing it all at night. Um, we got a good system where I might get up and uh, change the diaper and then uh, get, give him give him back to her to, to feed. But he's sleeping like a champ right now. Hopefully, it sticks. Um, but he was early, so I think part of it is he still feels like he's he's in the womb where they do sleep quite a bit. But uh, he's been he's been really pretty easy going as far as like I said, eating, sleeping, pooping. That's pretty much. Pretty much what he does, um, managing the other two kids and the dog uh, is is another is another thing altogether. <laughs> but this is the Mark Millen Show with the Smash, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios. Again, check out their new location on Manchester in Ellisville. Uh, you won't be disappointed with their amazing selection of American-made furniture. This is the Mark Millen Show with the Smash, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios and presented by STLTaxLawyer.com.